Welcome to Dahua Chinese History and Culture Podcast. Here we are offering you the constructional Chinese history and what's the thoughts, origins, and background knowledge behind the stories. We also provide several Chinese vocabularies related with the story to help you understand and memorize. Let's get started. Hi everyone, I'm Jill, the co-host and a Chinese language teacher in Dahua Chinese. Hi everyone, I'm Caroline. I'm the founder of Dahua Chinese. Today, let's talk about an epic war that took place in Chinese history. This war laid the foundation for our Chinese culture and the descendants of the Yan and Huang emperors. Yan, Huang, Zi, Sun, Redlin, the descendants of Shi Yao. Which battle is this? The Battle of Zhuolu, Zhuolu Zhi Zhan. We should add the theme music of Game of Thrones. Da 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Caroline. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, can you give us a brief introduction to this war? Ah, this is the war between the Huangdi and Shi Yao. Which is also described in great detail in the classic of mountains and seas. It is called the Shan Hai Jing, which is about the ancient aliens in China. And by the way, this book includes geography and biology in ancient China because the mythical creatures are no longer easy to be seen now. People make jokes about the book that called it the oldest Chinese recipe. What? <laughs> yeah. Why? People suspect that、uh, those mythical creatures might really existed, but people killed and eat them, so they extinct. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So what's that related to the war? This war was suspected as a high technical ancient alien war. <laughs> And、uh, there were so many magical things mentioned in the world as well.、Mm. Oh, like there were Jiu Tian Xuan Nü, the goddess 女神女神 yeah, came from the sky, told Huang Di, the Yellow Emperor, the Feng Shui, and the Book of War. Shi Yao was described as a giant with three heads and six arms. Hmm, yeah, pew pew pew. And how the ancient alien war affects history. Because of this war, the tribes, 部落 led by the Huangdi and his descendants, were all referred to as ancient gods, 神 rather than earthly emperors. Like they were no human beings; they were gods. So we can pray in the temples. And the victorious Huangdi and his descendants became the ancient sage kings. So the descendants of the Huangdi became earthly sage kings.、Mm-hmm. What does that mean? After the war, all the ancient sage king were all his descendants, but not Yan Di's. And the Yan Di's descendants merged into his tribe, right? And so they became the three sovereigns and five emperors, which are Shan, Huang, Wu, Di. We mentioned today, whom. Confucius really admired her. <laughs> okay, so it's like teenagers love Blackpink. Yes, Confucius was a top fan of these sage kings. He and his disciples were like a fan club of the Shan Huang Wu Di. 
He believed that their time was very peaceful and prosperous era. Okay,、mm-hmm. but weren't there a lot of tribal wars during this time? Did Confucius misunderstand something? There were just Confucius' imagination, because he compiled ancient historical books as his textbook, and these books were usually written by the winners. <laughs> uh huh. In modern terms, it's like a political campaign and propaganda by the ruling party. Ha ha ha! Yeah. <laughs> and that's the reason why Confucianism was selected as the. Only one to conduct for the later emperor in the Han Dynasty, Han Wu Di. We will talk about this later in our episodes. All right, let's take a look. The keywords of this great war, they are 发生发生 to take place, 部落部落 a tribe, and 资源资源 the resources.、Mm-hmm. First, 发生 means to take place or happen. Here is a very useful phrase: 发生什么事发生什么事 What happened? We actually talk about 发明 invent, and 发现 to discover in the previous episode. They all begin with 发 so we can see the 发 is like something started. Or in the very beginning, yeah, we can say, 这两个部落发生战争 There's a war happening between the two tribes, and for 发现 they can be 燧人氏发现火 The 燧人氏 discovered the fire, or 发明伏羲氏发明农历 The 伏羲氏 invented Chinese calendar. Second is 部落 the tribe. We talked about this in the last episode, and here it comes again. So we would know that 部落 is an important war during the legendary era. Mm-hmm. Like Yan Di leads the 神农部落 the farming god tribe, and 皇帝 leads 有熊部落 which is the tribe I have a bear, and. Fuxi leads the Fuxi 部落 Last but not least, 资源 the resources. This story is really triggered because of the resources 资源 that they wanted to have. Hmm. And in the previous episode, we talked about the Chi Yao. He has the bronze copper resource 资源 and he also has the salt resources. So we can say Chi Yao 有金属资源 Chi Yao has the metal resource, and the prehistoric greats are those who know how to use the natural resources, 自然资源 And now we have the three words: 发生 happen, 部落 the tribe, and 资源 resource. Let's get into the story. 皇帝 As stated above, was a mythological figure in Chinese history. As the legend indicated, Huangdi belonged to a tribe, Bulu, called Yuxiongguo, which was an ancient Bulu whose leader was the father of Huangdi. Hence, as the prince of the Bulu, 
皇帝, was endowed with unique talents and duties that he would further lead his people to create essential milestones of civilization. Huangdi had always been identified as the supreme icon of Mandarin cultures, spirits, and groups. As such, Chinese people tended to call themselves the sons and daughters of Huangdi. Chiyou was the leader of the tribe Hulu as well. It was said that Chiyou remained extremely powerful and fierce, which was why he was also known as the god of war. Usually, the Huangdi represents the pure blood of the Chinese people. He is on the side of justice because he stabilized the chaotic situation at that time. In contrast, Chiyou represent the symbol of evil. <laughs> the war of Zhulu in practice, in a reasonable manner for the justice to defeat the evilness that Huangdi would defeat Chiyou. Huangdi defeated Chiyou. Then, what was next? After the war of Zhulu, Huangdi killed Chiyou, uprooted his power, and took back the natural resources. Ziyuan. More importantly, Chinese civilization and modernity seemed to have a big jump for Huangdi started to gradually develop infrastructure and tools instead of continuing to lead a life of cattle grazing. As articulated above, Huangdi represented the side of brightness, and Chiyou was the side of darkness. To defeat Chiyou meant protecting the Chinese civilization from being damaged by the savages. The resources Ziyuan, initially claimed by Chiyou now all belonged to the tribe Hulu, of Huangdi, which was the very reason for Chinese cultures and spirits to grow and populate. Hence, for scholars, the War of Zhulu functioned as a critical turning point directing Chinese history toward a groundbreaking condition. Zhulu was not the place that took place Fasheng, the war. Some historians nowadays put forward that Zhulu was not the specific place where the conflict started, yet, literally, the similar pronunciation of competing for mainland China in Chinese, the sound of Zhulu resembled Zhulu, meaning to compete for the lands and reigns. To a certain extent, this enunciation seemed to make sense that the War of Zhulu was actually viewed as the battle between Huangdi and Chiyou, competing for the crown of China and deciding its path to go this way or that way. The War of Zhulu was quite a vital war at that time. Chances were that without Huangdi and his victory in this war, we may have never experienced the culture and the world we have seen and encountered today. After the war, the three major tribes, Bu Luo, joined together to form a larger tribe, Bu Luo, laying the foundation for the Xia Dynasty. How did Huangdi defeat Shi Yu in the end during the war? Hmm, actually, hmm, in the legend of the world, Chi Yu was capable of summoning winds, rain, smoke, and mist, which was extremely powerful. And Huangdi fought him nine times within three years, but still couldn't defeat him. Eventually, he won by using a magical invention, Fa Ming. What was this magical Fa Ming invention? According to the legend, 
皇帝 invented 发明 the South Pointing Chariot because Shi Yong was capable of magic. He could create a lot of dense fog, making it difficult for people to see the direction. So Huangdi invented 发明 a chariot with a person pointing toward the south direction all the time, which helped him recognize the direction. I'm sorry, but this sounds like a pack of lies to me. I have too many questions. Firstly, what did Shi Yu use to create the dense fog, and what were the components of the fog? How did Huangdi get inspired to farming, invent the chariot, and how did he know that someone had to stand on top of the chariot and keep pointing toward the south? How did a person know where the south was? Who told him? Can you please explain these questions to me? <laughs> oh, you! I think you probably even think that guy on the chariot is a real human, right? <laughs> wasn't Wasn't he or she? <laughs> uh, no, actually, it was an invention. It is not for <laughs> a person standing on the chariot. Okay, so let me answer your questions one by one, haha, <laughs> because. Shi Yong originally belonged to the alliance of the Shennong Bulo, the Shennong tribe, and Shennong's people were experts at burning grass and branches with damp soil to create farmland in the forest. Right? We mentioned before. So therefore, many archaeologists believe that Shi Yong created the dense fog by burning damp grass and branches. Wouldn't he get choked by the smoke? Ah, hey! Don't forget, he was an ancient person. <laughs> the power of ancient people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the power for ancient people. Caveman, something. He can be stronger than your grandfather in the forest. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> he must know how to avoid all the wind that make him choke or something, right? And ancient people did not have phones and televisions, so they spent every day studying and observing the nature. So <laughs> they were very knowledgeable about it. I think he knew how to burn those things, when to do it, and how to do it. Okay, I can understand Shi Yu, but what about Huangdi? Aha! So many archaeologists believe that Huangdi was the first person to start training soldiers in a planned and disciplined way. He was also the first Bulo Shouling tribal leader in mythology to use a chariot in battle. In ancient times, they invented farming the wheels and chariot to help them run faster and kill more enemies. What did Huangdi see that inspired him to make the chariot? It could have been the Jiu Tianxuan Nü, the goddess、uh, Nü Shen from the sky. You know, we mentioned it in episode seven. So she helped Huangdi to defeat Shi Yong. Uh huh. Jiu Tianxuan Nü appears here. Yeah, the ancient alien something. <laughs> yeah. So if you're interested, you can listen to the story of Zhou Tianxuanu in the episode seven. And wait, Zhou, I wanted to make this storytelling as epic as much. It's a mythological battle. 
not an explanation of facts. Hey. Okay. 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 Calm down. Oh, I understand you. You're so romantic. <laughs> yeah, as I understand this word, in modern terms, it's a game fight for resources, 资源 Ah, okay. <laughs> in the last episode, we mentioned that they may have fought for control of salt resources, 资源 but this word also led the integration of resources, 资源整合 in the entire region. After this word. We know that the tribal leaders, 部落首领 who were good at using natural resources, 自然资源 they gradually unified into a country's resources. 国家资源 is like bigger, growing bigger, combining and cooperating. So, the ancient Chinese people in prehistoric times already mastered metal resource, 金属资源 the fire, 火 and Agricultural resources, 农业资源 and later we will mention that they also began to use silk and writing. Yeah, even now people who can use resources, 资源 are usually more capable of having a higher status in our society because they believe that anything new is a tool, like the Sui Ren Shi who discovered 发现火 the fire. They made the fire, 火 a survival tool, and Chi Yao discovered metal, 金属 and did not think it was something alien life from maybe outer space, <laughs> but yeah. instead used it as a tool to increase agricultural productivity. Those who accept challenges and new things often become famous figures in the history. That's right. I need to train myself to use ChatGTP and Midjourney so that I can become a great person for this age for using these resources. 资源 Then there must be a thousands of great person on the street. <laughs> <laughs> I think those who invented farming, those new things, will be the greats in modern days. All right, that's all for today. If you want to know more about the vocabularies we mentioned today, the link is attached in the description. Also, follow us on Instagram, Da Hua Chinese. You can also leave your comment below. We would love to hear from you. If you're interested in a clear framework of Chinese dynasties, historical background, art, and lifestyle in the different periods, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Okay, wonderful. You can support us by click the link below or give us a five-star rate. We would appreciate your encouragement. Hope to see you again in the next episode of Da Hua Chinese History and Culture Podcast. Bye bye. bye. bye.